Hi, it's Lynn Rosetto Casper here with a series of holiday podcasts based on our book, The Splendid Tables, How to Eat Supper, Recipes, Stories, and Opinions. My co-author and partner in crime, producer Sally Swift, is here as well. Yes, I am. You've let me out of that producer box once again. (laughs) Yeah, but if you don't behave, you're going to go right back in. I'm going to ignore you. Anyway, if you have not joined us before, the theory behind these podcasts is to take a look at some of the more elemental things in the world of food. Now, most of the stuff we talk about are just ideas, but if you need a more detailed guide to our recipes and our fragmented thoughts, be sure to take a look at our book, How to Eat Supper, and take a look at our website, SplendidTable.org. Now, Lynn, this is stress time for many, many people as the holidays approach with all the people landing in your house and the cooking Mm -hmm. obligations. Mm -hmm. Do you have a single thought, a single strategy for people this time of year? Yeah. I think think of your freezer as a pantry. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. And the idea, too, I mean, the big stress this year is also money. And, you know, James Beard, who was a cooking maven from a long time ago, said one of the things that I think has been a guiding force in a lot of people's lives. The rest of the world lives on what much of America throws into their garbage pails. That's right. Now, save everything. I'll give you an instance. Mm -hmm. The peelings from onions, the bottom of the celery, the peelings from the carrots. Um, Smash some cloves of garlic that are sitting there. Throw that into the freezer bag. I've got a bag in the freezer that's all about vegetable stuff. And and also the herb right. uh, stems, that any, kind any of thing. Any remains when you actually splurge Ex- for fresh herbs. Exactly, exactly. And then the idea is, so I feel... And you keep a bone bag, too? I keep a bone bag, okay. too. So any of the bones you've left over from a roast chicken. Right. And you can mix bones, by the way. You can do, you know, any kind of bone can go in there. And okay. by the way, leftover bits of meat, too. Okay. You know, the little bits that are in the bottom of the foil that you okay. wrapped everything in. The other thing you and keep... And that becomes the foundation for stocks, right? For broths, for stocks. Okay. Now, the other thing to, you save is all those drippings, you know, when you've got a roasting pan, a saute pan, the gelled liquid at the bottom of the container that of the takeout chicken. brown stuff. The brown stuff. Now, you put that all together in a pot, you add water. I always throw in some wine because it just seems to activate a lot of great flavors, right? Right. And the idea is you let that simmer, and you have got not only a dynamite broth to eat on its own, but you can throw beans into that and cook them up. You can add any kind of fresh vegetable to that. In so many words, you've got soup. And that's so incredibly ecological these days for us. Yeah. To have a good stock in the freezer is everything that you need, right? Now, the other thing that I have found that I cannot live without any longer are frozen breads from Indian markets. You know, anytime you go marching through an ethnic store, check out the frozen food section. They do things really well, and they're very inexpensive. You know, check out the labels, obviously, before you buy. But I'm telling you, I have stacks of Indian bread in my freezer. It is, it's celebratory. It's fun. I mean, it's a totally different kind of food. They thaw really fast. You cook most of them over an ungreased griddle. There's no Mm -hmm. additional fat. Mm -hmm. They're incredibly flavorful. Serve them with yogurt. Serve them with a bunch of beans. It's, they're wonderful. And you know, the idea, too, of just looking at ethnic markets, fancy food stores, usually charge double the price That's for right. an ingredient that if you take a Saturday, take an afternoon or an early evening, mm-hmm. and make it an adventure, mm-hmm. take the kids. This is like right. going on a trip Mexican to another country. markets, I have never not seen frozen tamales for sale. And frozen tamales freeze incredibly well. I'm sorry, Diana Kennedy, our great, <laughs> our great Mexican food expert, is rolling her eyes at me right now. But I'm telling you, for my kids... 
microwaving a tamale and it's being microwaved in the corn husk, not in plastic, is a really special thing for them. And it's really, there's a huge trope of stuff to be found in ethnic stores, I think. Now, Lynn, what do you think about sweet stuff? Because that seems to me the big savior for the holidays. One of the big learning experiences I had a long time ago when I was starting out in food, I would see, uh, you know, baking pros produce these fabulous cakes. And they seem to come from nothing. And that's when I discovered you can freeze components. So, for instance, you have a cake. You can freeze those layers. You can freeze bread. Anything that's a dough, generally, mm-hmm. you can freeze. So you're really looking at it as, a, as an assembly process. Yeah. You have the frosting made ahead. And you can freeze. Can you freeze frosting? You can freeze frosting. You can freeze custard as long as it's made with flour. Okay, okay, so that would be, give me an example of what that would be. That would be a pastry cream. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a standard, like a French pastry okay. cream, you find it in all the cookbooks. And that could be a filling, okay? okay. You can also freeze cooked fruit. It's going to break down a little, mm-hmm. but it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, you can freeze mousses. Uh, you can freeze souffles. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah, and the other thing is, if you keep some ice cream around, you keep some stewed fruit that you've stewed, and I'm talking here the apples that are getting withered, mm-hmm. you know, the pears that are on sale. Because here we go, they're... back to what you throw out again. Exactly. You cook that in a little red wine with maybe a shot of vanilla and some sugar. It's Fabulous. And pop that in and then assemble as you need. Right. Now, the other thing that I do love, and you've never really told me how you do this, the whole idea of frozen hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. You make really good hot chocolate, mm-hmm. whatever recipe you like. And then the idea is that you freeze it in a shallow container. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what you do is just before you serve it, you just chunk it up and throw it in the food processor. You're making a granita. Oh, it so great. it's a hot chocolate granita. And it's light. Yet it has a richness to it, and it's really fabulous. And you put a little dab of sour cream, or the heck with it. Don't put anything on it. Marshmallows, honey. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. what you serve with. And you know what else it's great in? Drop it. Do do a hot float. Drop it into hot coffee. Oh, that sounds great. It's wonderful. It sounds great. Okay, well, there are some ideas for you to get you through this holiday season. I hope you have a good one. Stay sane. Um, That's it for this week. For more information on our book, How to Eat Supper, our podcast, and our radio program, The Splendid Table, be sure to visit SplendidTable.org. And have a great one, guys. 